Welcome to the April 26th edition of Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. This week we talk about the CSI Star Trek spoof. I got my tickets to Star Trek and more. Thanks so much for joining me, for taking with you this week. It's going to be a great show. I, like I said before, we're going to talk about CSI, the Star Trek spoof they had, um, how I got my tickets already for the premiere of Star Trek, the movie, uh, an upcoming men's retreat that I'm going to be doing music for. Plus, my wife joins me on the show this week for the title, Love, Sex, and War, Our First Three Years. Greetings, guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You... Why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series, The Guild. Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending. Also, we'll be updating you on the current season. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2. As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews. So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild. Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! <laughs> now available for digital download, only $12. Imagine crawling the crossfire of two cultures. Uh, personal note, uh, we've got one layer dusted off. We're going for the second now. Forced into another time. I'm in a crowd. The, 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 it seems quite agitated. I'm not sure what's going on. Dr. Blake Rumstead comes face to face with his destiny. Hey, let go of that. It's mine. Knock it off. Did you people understand? Beaten to a pulp. A special audio presentation from Taking with You. Note to self, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but i got to get back. We had a, a great time doing this drama, and I wanted to make it available um, in the entire two parts put together, so one entire drama. And then, of course, I uh, also put the music online so that you can download the entire soundtrack. I've also uh, done a director um, writer's commentary that's uh, pretty fun, and you can uh, play that along as well. And uh, I put that on the website at takehimwithyou.com slash purchase audio drama. Take a look at that. It's uh, 12 bucks, and you get the entire drama plus all the goodies and some fun things there that you can download and enjoy. And uh, I encourage you to buy it and share it with all your friends. Very fun and exciting. Please, that would be a wonderful support for us as well. So it's it's takehimwithyou.com slash purchase audio drama. Or you can just go to the main takehimwithyou.com and uh, find the link there, and it'll get you right to the uh, audio drama that you can purchase. Otherwise, you can you know download it for free on the, on the podcast and listen to two parts separately. You can do that too, and that's free. Also want to mention to you too that we have our newsletter that we do every single... Monday morning, the weekly encouragement, and uh, we're now up to, I think, our ninth newsletter, and I think the people that are getting it are enjoying it, so you might want to sign up for that, too. Look at, um, we're asking for $20 or more a month for that, but if you don't have the money, we also understand times are pretty tough right now. We'd still like to encourage you, so just sign up for it and, uh, you know, send something our way when you can. That would be very cool, but go and sign up for it today at TakeHimWithYou.com. Hey, guess what? It's time to find out what's happening at Rick's house. So I was going through my... um, I have a DVR, a digital video recorder... And I have Dish Network, so what you do is you go through the program schedule and you just click on these buttons and then it just tapes the show for you, or records the show for you. Tape is an old word, but 
it records the show for you, and then you can watch it whenever you want to. Skip the commercials, fast forward, rewind, all that kind of stuff. And I found that CSI on Thursday night, last Thursday, did a spoof on, um, or a couple Thursdays ago, did a spoof on Star Trek called Questor. It was, it was hilarious. And I mean, there was obviously on CSI, there's adult content all the time because there just is. It's the show that has that. I think that the shock value of grossness has deteriorated or heightened. I don't know what, which way to put it, but all that to say CSI kind of pushes the envelope on that. Well, anyway, they did a, a spoof with uh, Star Trek and I thought it was very fun and very funny and you really, I enjoyed the the entire episode, and I encourage you to download it on iTunes and watch it if you didn't get a chance to. If you're a Trek fan at all, or a geeky person, you know there was uh, it was really neat. I'll do a little spoiler alert here, but uh, I'll say it anyway because it doesn't spoil the whole plot. But uh, a bunch of the folks from the new Battlestar Galactica were in it. Uh, even Ron Moore, the guy that wrote the newer Battlestar Galactica, was in it as well. And so, one of the the main folks on the on the show is Ellen, Colonel Ty's wife. So, very interesting episode, and very um, they had a great time. I could tell somebody knew what they were talking about when it came to Star Trek, and they, you know, part of it they did make a little fun of the fans and stuff. But at the same time, it was cool. It kind of ties in with the new movie coming out and everything. So that was. That was kind of fun to, to watch. Speaking of the new movie, the new Star Trek movie, more and more things are coming out now. Of course, there's the big promotions uh, that are, you know, with product that are tying into the movie. Burger King is going to be offering some glasses that uh, you can get with the different characters on it. Uh, there's going to be already I went to Walmart and bought a couple boxes of cereal. Yeah, to get one of the communicators because they're giving, you know, they're putting that in the in the cereal box, little toys and stuff from Star Trek. It's just kind of cool. I'm not going overboard. I would kind of like to buy one of the phasers from the the new movie. Uh, I have to go to Walmart and see how much they cost, though. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of those kind of things in my house. I just don't have room for them. Otherwise, I would probably. I do have a, a full-length or a full-size cut, cardboard cutout of Jean-Luc Picard. He's staring at me right now. Hi, John. Jean-Luc. Make it so. Anyway, he freaked us all out when we first got him because uh, Tess, our dog, thought it was a real person and kept barking and growling and trying to bite him. So we finally had to, you know, introduce him slowly into the household and we put him all sorts of various places in the house until my wife got fed up because every time we come around the corner we jump because we thought somebody was standing there. So now Jean-Luc sits over here by my microphone and he's kind of up against the wall and he doesn't get a whole lot of exposure anymore. At Christmas time we put a Santa hat on him. He was kind of cute. Well, I mean, uh, you know, Star Trek way. And then from time to time, we'll put him by the, the front window just to freak people out. But, uh, yeah. Well, how did I get into that? Okay, so I ordered my tickets from Fandango.com. We're going to head up to the Lacey Cinemas with a bunch of our friends uh, that I know from around this area. And we are going to, on May 7th, I know it comes out on May 8th. I don't know why they're a day early but that's fine with me we're going up to the IMAX theater in Lacey Washington for the 7 o'clock showing already printed my tickets off I know it was a little expensive but I've been waiting for a Star Trek movie for a long time so saved the money up and set it aside and we're going as a family I know Catherine's like oh I wish you would have given me money for the Jonas Brothers movie instead of this you know and I'm like Jonas Brothers versus Star Trek come on this is my child here anyway she's 13 and a girl and I guess that's fine Anyway, we're all going to go see the Star Trek movie with a bunch of our friends. Can't wait on the IMAX. I've never actually seen a movie in IMAX. Now, I've watched some of the documentaries in IMAX and stuff like that, but never an actual Hollywood movie on the IMAX screen. So this could be a very cool experience. I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. Do I sound like I'm excited? Yeah. I already printed out the tickets. They're in the bill thing, and I'm ready to go. Come on, May 7th. Hurry up and get here. That's not really too far away, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, if you want to get your tickets to the Star Trek movie, all you got to do is go to Fandango.com and uh, look for Showtimes and then click on the Showtime and you can actually buy the tickets online and print them out right there. That's pretty cool if you ask me. I'm probably going to see the movie a few times just because I'm a Star Trek fan. I'll go see it in IMAX and then go try it out in a smaller venue just because of it's the thing to do. Yeah. 
I, and besides, from what I understand, the people that have seen the movie already in previews and stuff say there's so much going on that it's good to watch it a couple, three times just to get all of it, the cool things in there for the Trek fans. And I guess the movie is supposed to be really, really good. Uh, and it doesn't just appeal to somebody that knows all the Star Trek history, that it would appeal to anybody that would go to see it if you like an action film. So let's hope that J.J. Abrams, the guy that uh, directed it and uh, let's hope that uh, he did a great job and it's going to be wonderful. I'm, I'm hoping that it'll be a great Trek show and maybe pump some life back into the Trek franchise. And maybe we'll get a TV series out of it. That would be cool. I do know that the guy who plays Spock, Zachary Quinto, uh, was talking on an interview the other day. And I guess all of the main actors signed a three-movie contract. That doesn't mean they'll do three movies. It just means that they would be available to do the next two. If this goes well and they want to do a sequel, they are signed up for that. So let's just hope for that. I think that would be cool. Yeah. I know. I, the inner geek in me just starts coming out when I start talking about stuff like this. But I really like Star Trek. Can you tell? <clears throat> Beam me up. Okay, what else is going on around the house? I'm, I'm being, getting ready for a men's retreat that I'm going to be going to do the music at. It's going to be kind of fun. My A couple of my friends are going to be playing music with me, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, sent them, uh, or sent one of them, the PDF files with the music on it and everything. We're going to get, get together here this week for practice, and, and I'm going to be doing the worship at that retreat, which is kind of fun. I get to play my guitar and rock out a little bit for God. I always like doing that. And it's always fun to uh, get around people I don't know and get some new friends and kind of hang out. It's very, very cool. So uh, that's going to be a, a blast. It should be very, very cool. I could talk all day about stuff going on. We've been having some great weather, so the sunshine's been nice, being able to take some good walks out in the sunshine, as opposed to getting rained on all the time. Doing a a little bit of yard work. Not me. My wife's been doing that, but uh, she's starting a new job, too, so she's been busy with the learning curve on all that, which is kind of cool. She's learning all sorts of cool things about the Internet and uh, the cool job that she does. I don't even know how to really explain it to you other than it's really modern <laughs> and it's funny because Amy's not like that she's uh, she's more Little House on the Prairie than Star Trek but she's she's digging it and she's learning some new things so uh, y'all can pray for her y'all did I just say y'all uh, I don't know my Texas friends are rubbing off on me now I'm in trouble anyway uh, all sorts of good stuff going on at our house um, I will be back next week again of course to share with you some funny stories that I think you'll really enjoy and uh, yeah, we'll be back in a moment with words of wisdom on Taken With You. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Trucks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. I had the honor and the privilege to be able to guest host with uh, Rico uh, for the, it was uh, last Sunday, I believe, was the podcast called The Inner Rico. Got to interview him and talk to him about uh, how he started doing Treks and Sci-Fi podcast. Did a cool song on there that's in the newsletter, if you get our newsletter. And it was really, really fun, called the Treks and Sci-Fi mashup. So you might want to listen to that. Head over to treksinsci-fi.com. And click on Inner Rico, and you can hear the podcast that I did where I, where I interviewed him all about his cool uh, webpage and his podcast that he does every week. It was really a privilege and an honor to be able to do that, and it was a lot of fun, too. Okay, it's time for Words of Wisdom on Taking With You. Our words of wisdom this week come out of John chapter 4, verses 46 through 54 in the Message Bible. It says this, Now he, Jesus, was back in Cana of Galilee, the place where he had made the water into wine. Meanwhile, in Capernaum, there was a certain official from the king's court whose son was sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and asked that he come down to heal his son. 
who was on the brink of death. Jesus put him off. Unless you people are dazzled by a miracle, you refuse to believe. But the court official wouldn't be put off. Come down. It's life or death for my son. Jesus simply replied, Go home. Your son lives. The man believed the bare word Jesus spoke and headed home. On his way back, his servants intercepted him and announced, Your son lives! He asked them, What time did he begin to get better? They said, The fever broke yesterday afternoon about one o'clock. The father knew that that was the very moment Jesus had said, Your son lives. That clinched it. Not only he, but his entire household believed. This was now the second sign Jesus gave after having come from Judea to Galilee. This is a really interesting story, I think, and it's really a lot of wisdom to pick up on. Number one, I think it's really cool that this guy believed that God could heal his son even even with a word. Now, that's pretty cool, knowing that God can be everywhere at once. You don't have to necessarily have to conjure him up or anything like that. That God is everywhere, and he does want the best for us. So I think that's really cool uh, that, that, he, that he, he believed Jesus could, could heal him. I think the other thing is um, this man was persistent. He didn't give up. Even a little bit of discouraging words came, and he, and he was like, No, I'm not just trying to believe because of a miracle. I believe already that you can do this. And, of course, it happened. And I think it's really cool that after the miracle, this guy shared with his family what had happened, and the whole family believed as a result. So it just goes to show if God does a miracle in your own life, he certainly will do a miracle in other people's lives too when they see the results of what happened. And that's your words of wisdom I'm taking with you. (laughs) No, I don't think he likes you at all. (laughs) No, I don't like you either. (laughs) I love that. That is so great. That's good writing. Yes, because it's not much dialogue. And because <clears throat> George Lucas didn't write all the <coughs> dialogue. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. How cool is this podcast? That means that you, excellent people who are listening to this cool podcast, are even more cooler. How cool is that? So once you've finished listening to this podcast, why don't you come over to our podcast and give us a go? We're called Waffle On. You can find us on iTunes. Simply type in Waffle On. Or go to our webpage and you'll find us at http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com. We do TV. We talk about classic TV from 1960 to 1990. You'll find everything here, from sci-fi to comedy, from drama to thriller. Come and check us out. We're called Waffle On. Yeah, you'd like both of those podcasts, The Anomaly and Waffle On. They're very fun. Very exciting stuff nowadays. It's it's cool to live in a world where we can can be global, yet live in our own little hometown. It's really interesting how we can go around the world so quickly now because of the internet. Very cool thing, I think. But uh, yeah, um, I'm going to play here in, a, in a, just a moment an interview with my wife. Uh, this will be our last interview a while uh, together for a while. But uh, we've been talking about when we were first married and everything, and how we got engaged, how we fell in love, all that jazz. And on this one, we call it love, sex, and war. And we're going to be talking about our first three years of marriage and how things dramatically changed over time. Very interesting interview. I think you'll really enjoy it. But I wanted to say, we really like feedback. Sometimes it gets really lonely as a podcaster. It's very lonely. It's like radio when I used to be in radio. You know, you can do all these different programs. And if you don't hear from anybody, it's kind of hard because you you need to hear some listener feedback. So would you please, if you get a chance, could you just jot an email real quick? Let us know if you like the podcast. Better yet, make an audio comment and send it in. We'll play it uh, to rick at takehimwithyou.com. It's rick 
at takehimwithyou.com. That would be so cool if you would make a uh, an audio comment and send it in or just an email. I'll read the emails um, on the show as well. Or just send us a personal email and let us know if you, if you think this is helping you. That would be very cool. And, of course, if you can find it in your heart to help support us a little bit, that would be awesome. We're trying to do this full time and, uh, you know, things are – it's tight <laughs> and it's a little bit hard. It's quite an adventure. Uh, but I think if everybody that listened and enjoyed the program gave a little, we would have more than enough to keep it going and, and be able to take care of our house too. So – if you have that in your heart, that would be great. Some cool stuff coming up. I think uh, next week we're going to be doing a, a show called That's a Relief about overcoming anxiety. Uh, we've got some other cool things. How, have you ever wondered what your spiritual gift is? We're going to be doing a, a program called um, Which One Are You? And uh, we'll be uh, having a test that you can take to see what your spiritual gift is. That'll be interesting to, to see. We'll have that online so you can do that. And we'll talk a little bit about it on the podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about um, healing scars, emotional, physical, and spiritual. That's going to be an interesting episode when it comes up. Then we're going to be jumping into the book of James in the New Testament. And for a series of a few weeks, we'll be actually going through Scripture and talking about how it applies to our lives today. What is the Bible archaic? Is it stuffy? Is it, is it you know, does it, when you blow onto it, does dust come off of it? I mean, is it, is it archaic by our standards? Or is it really a guidebook for life and can it help us? That'll be an interesting series I think you'll really enjoy called Jumping Into James. And then, of course, down the pike a little bit, we've got a really cool program that I want to do called Counseling is Not for Wimps and uh, talking it out. Uh, we did a, a recent newsletter article on uh, something called Talking It Out and I think it was met with a lot of enthusiasm and I think it's important to talk about the whole idea in society about counseling and is it right to do it? Is it wrong? Or can I get help on myself? Can I do it myself? There's just a lot of things that we could talk about on that. So that's kind of some of the things coming up. And I hope you stick around. I hope you're downloading. Well, of course, you're downloading this because you're listening right now. But really, we would appreciate it if you'd share with some friends. Share with folks what's going on and take him with you. Get them to download it and listen to it. We would love to expand this and go all around the world and, and have tons of downloads. It would be so much fun. I mean, we've steadily been increasing in listenership, but we really, you really are the key. If you like it, you can recommend it to a friend and have them download it and explain to them the whole concept of podcasts because not everybody understands it. Trust me. <laughs> okay. Why don't I play that interview with you before it gets too further into the show? Here's an interview I recently did with my wife called Love, Sex, and War right here on Take Him With You. Hello again. Here we are. We're back for another interview with, uh, this is Rick Moyer and this is my wife, Amy. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. Great. Today's title of the episode is called Love, Sex, and War. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want everybody to kind of set the mood in. You can hear some kids playing in the background and stuff going on. We're, it's a nice summer, summery afternoon, even though it's spring here in Washington State. And we're sitting here in the... the family room which is mm -hmm. kind of doubling as my studio at this point yeah. and there's the neighbor kids playing out in the yard and in uh, through the driveway and everything so you know just kind of grab something to drink or or uh, whatever you're doing just j just kind of transport yourself into our neighborhood for the afternoon how's that sound yep it's um sunny today and not raining so that's which is a good rare day. for mm -hmm. here it was really nice yesterday. It was hot yesterday. Yeah, it actually was warm out, which yeah. is real rare for where we live in the Pacific Northwest and specifically in Aberdeen mm -hmm. and where we get how many inches of rain a year? You know, up to 100, sometimes more. Yeah, that's a yeah, lot of rain. Quite we a bit. We live right next to a rainforest mm -hmm. and they get over 100 a year and we can get up to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I tell everybody, I joke with everybody and tell everybody I'm from Aberdeen where we don't tan, we rust. Mm-hmm. And I, I tell people most of the year it's around 50 degrees and in the mm -hmm. wintertime we get a few weeks colder than that and in the mm -hmm. summer a few weeks warmer than that. But pretty temperate climate but usually rather wet. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, kick back, enjoy a little bit of the Northwest flavor here. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, visiting at the Moyers house. How's that sound? Sounds good with me and I didn't even have to dust. <laughs> That's not bad at all, huh? That's good. 
So here we are. Okay, so you've heard the story now. If you've been listening to the podcast at all, and, and we encourage you to go back and listen to some of the the episodes we've had. We had Mailage. Mm-hmm. That was last week, and we had a really good time talking about um, our engagement and up to the marriage and everything. The a uh, couple few weeks before that, after the or before the drama, we talked all about uh, what was our what was our main thrust was how we met and and how um, I proposed to you and all that jazz and told you I loved you and all that jazz. It was kind of fun. So you can head back and look at that. That's kind of a those are fun episodes. Uh, but now here we are. Uh, let's go. Let's take everybody back to when we got married. Okay, we we were very young. Yes, we were. I was nineteen and a half, and you were twenty and a half. And at that age, you still use the halves, but we don't anymore. <laughs> exactly right. I wouldn't tell anybody that I'm forty three and a half. No, <laughs> even though I just did. And you're so now. You, everybody knows how old you are. Well, maybe they can't subtract one year. Yeah. Well, you we're know. only a year and a week apart, yeah. and you're younger. I married somebody younger than I did. Yeah. I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we get married. We're very young. I was the baby of my family and... I was the baby of my family. And you had how many brothers and sisters? Well, there were five of us all together. Mm-hmm. Three brothers and one sister. And then I was the little baby sister that annoyed everyone. Yeah. And I was the... I My, my brother was born... Um, he's six years older than me. My sister was born two years after him. And then they didn't think they were going to have any more kids. And four years later, whoop, here came Ricky. Yep, and you've been whooping ever since. Yes, I have. And, <laughs> and uh, I don't think my brother was too happy with me coming into the world. And my sister, we, her and I didn't get along at all until she moved out. <laughs> now we're good friends. Yeah, but, you get uh, along real well now. Yeah. I get along with my siblings great, but if you think um, you had the, <coughs> the span of time there. I, my sister was a senior in high school when I was born. Wow. And then I had a brother 14 years older, 10 wow. years older, and... Eight years older. Well, so seven you, and a half. you really were an afterthought, huh? I think. Um, I mean, my, not not to me. I think it's wonderful that I you were born. I think I was called an unplanned <laughs> treasure. Out of that hole there. An unexpected treasure is, I think, what I was called. Well, I'm glad that they had you because I wouldn't be married to you if they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm. I'm glad. I don't think God makes accidents or mistakes. No. God, God makes um, people on purpose. That's right. And so don't ever let anybody a, tell you that yeah. you don't have a purpose in life, that you were a mistake or an accident, because yeah. neither of us were, even though people would say we were, we weren't. We were unexpected treasures. So two yeah. unexpected treasures marry each other. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about the love part of our title of this this episode, Love, Sex, and War. Let's talk mm-hmm. about love right off the bat for a few minutes. What, let me ask you, Amy, as a as a, a woman who got married and you had to leave your hometown and all the people that you were familiar with and everything and come with me to another town and and we began our life together, um, you, you and I were kind of gaga in love over each other. But then, now we didn't live with each other before we were married. Mm-hmm. And we chose to, you know, wait till we got married to live together. And, and let me ask you a question. Was it challenging to love me when you when you moved in with me? I I think I had a learning curve there, um, and I've been thinking about this all day because I knew we were going to record this week. And if you don't mind, I want to share go back a little tiny bit and just share one verse. I, one night I was reading um, the Book of Ruth. That's in the Old Testament. Okay. And the story is about a young woman whose husband had died. And there's like some bad times, famine or something. So her mother-in-law decides to go back to where she was from. Mm -hmm. And Ruth loved her mother-in-law. And she made a commitment to her that wherever she went, she would go. And wherever she... Um, lived she would live and her people would be her people and her god would be her god okay and that was a commitment that ruth made to her mother-in-law but as i read that that verse popped out at me and i kind of felt like that was going to be my theme verse for marriage and we even put it i showed it to you and said can we put this on our wedding invitations and you said Oh, sure. And we even had it sung at our wedding. Yeah. And it is a common... Tim Butterfield sang it with his guitar. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it was beautiful. But anyway, 
it's a common verse used for marriage, even though it wasn't a romantic. Wasn't between a man and it a wasn't, woman. but it's about commitment. Well, it wasn't and just commitment. She loved Ruth. Yeah, she loved. It was about love and commitment, and so that was a verse that I'm glad that kind of popped out of the Bible at me and became a verse that <laughs> on the first um, year or so of marriage when. I was thinking, man, I'd like to kick him out on the couch. I'm irritated with him. <laughs> what was irritating about me? Oh, we don't need to go there. Come on. What was what was irritating about me? Well. This is I, 23 years ago, so I'm not feeling too insecure. Well. Um, I'm sure the same things irritate you now that did then. Yeah, so. actually. The same <laughs> Great. Well, we'll have to do a show on marriage counseling next week. Well, you know, one of the things is you were working swing shift when we first got married. Four and to 11, yeah. I was a farm girl. I was used to being to bed by 10 o'clock and yeah. up early. You wouldn't get home till um, midnight, 11 midnight, or midnight, yeah. And then it would take you a couple hours. You would want to go into our, our little studio at the time, which was a closet in yeah, the living room. a coat closet. It was a long closet. <laughs> but, Not very long. But it was, it was quite funny. But you would spend hours in there making your music and stuff while I was Eat, trying way to back sleep. When, even back then. But, you know, um, I think we've had some adjustments to make. And, you know, I think we're still working on some of them. But... Um, I you were a bit hyper and and I like and you like things loud and I like things quiet and subdued and um you know we just our personalities were a lot different and as I, as I recall as I recall the first year of our marriage uh when things would get tough I'd tr- I'd storm off and drive away yes, I mean I actually did. left you many times not for over an hour or anything but but I just couldn't deal with it I got upset but I do recall this one incident where you actually spit on me. Yeah, I I remember that one. Listen to this, everybody. You're going to get some fun, juicy stories on us. You know, I can't even remember. I what, remember exactly what it was. I don't remember what you were doing, but I remember you were like totally invading my personal space. I thought I was joking around with you. I thought and, I was being funny. And I was wanting you, you to give tipped. me a little bit of space and you were just <laughs> right in my face. No, I was being goofy. I was doing something and, and you kept going, Rick. Stop it. Stop it. Rick, stop it. And, and got, I wouldn't listen to you. And I was I just kept bugging yeah, you. Yeah, and you got about two inches away from me <laughs> in my face. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know what possessed me. Maybe it wasn't anything good. But anyway, I don't know what caused me to do this, but I just felt my space was invaded. And I was I was sitting on the couch, and you were leaning over me with your face like an inch away. And I can't believe it, but I actually did spit in your face. Yeah, and, you did. And I don't think I was angry. I was just like irritated and bugged because you wouldn't leave me alone. This is really bad. This, this is the this, this is, our is how bad our first year of marriage was. We, and we as, as I recall, I didn't me. yell. I just I got really angry and I went into the bathroom, got a towel, wiped my face off, and I stormed down the stairs and drove away. Drove away, and you got to realize that you didn't just drive away. You I had like a sixty-seven old cutlass. Yeah, in your in your sporty cutlass, whatever it was. I was ticked. Yeah, you were pretty upset. And yet, but now, I deserved it. Now, do you respect my boundaries a little bit more now? And if uh, I ask yeah. you to back away, yeah, because you know I really, I don't. would never ever push you like that I, I, again. I don't ever want to spit in your face again. That I feel well, bad about that. That only happened once. <laughs> it only happened once, and yeah, yeah, it was. That was pretty bad, though. But let me ask you a question: Why did you stay with me, even though I could irritate you? And I mean, you, you were. I mean, you, you really have a much easier personality to get along with than I do. And yet there were times that you would annoy me too that first year of marriage because we didn't we didn't know each other really well. Mm-hmm. And so we had to adjust to each other's personalities. And I think it's interesting how God can put people together that are opposite. Mm-hmm. Because that's actually a good thing yeah. most of the time. Yeah, I think what did what did it what ignored um I can't even talk right now. What annoyed you the most about me? Was it my cooking? I don't remember. I think we got. Oh, you want to bring up the whole. I know what you want to bring up. I, I the first year we were married. Okay. All right. So I told the story of her spitting on me. Let me this, tell you. This is payback. I don't know if it's payback, but you, you're talking about the chicken skin, right? Yeah. Well, that was one of the biggest stories um, that I didn't realize how upset 
I could make Rick. I didn't know how important food was to me. <laughs> you know, before you know, before Food's we were important to a before man. we were married, he seemed oh really easygoing about anything. Oh, whatever you want, honey. It's because I was trying to you know, win and, your heart. And um, and so one night when we were married, just a few months, I think, yeah, I, three or four months, I decided, well, I'm going to make chicken for dinner. And I'd heard how bad chicken skin was for you, and. And I was trying to. Which have, you're right. It isn't I good was for trying us. toy dinner, so right. I took the skin off the chicken. And, and this I is 23 years ago when I didn't care about what I was eating. Yeah, I mean, he loved drinking regular Coke sodas. Yeah, and, it wasn't and good. Candy all yeah. the time. And and, chips and, and and if you think about it, um, when I was a little kid, I told everybody that I wanted to invent the first all skin chicken. But I didn't know that. You didn't know that. Because I love chicken skin so much on fried chicken that I was going, when I was a little kid, I said I was going to invent a chicken that had all skin. Now, mind you, I, I want to tell everybody, chicken skin isn't good for you. It's the most fatty part on the chicken. It's not good for you. It's not a healthy choice. But anyway, go back well, to the story. Especially to eat so, it all the time. But anyway. So three months into our marriage, she cooks chicken one night. I get home from work. Mm-hmm. And, and I go to eat the food and there's and, no skin on the chicken. And he doesn't yell. But I see his face get beet red. And I'm so embarrassed. And, and it starts to kind of shake. And I'm going, um, what's what's wrong, honey? And he goes, Where's the skin? <laughs> and I go, We're well. laughing now, but it wasn't funny then. I said, Well, I took it off because I heard the skin's really bad for you and and, and personally I'm you, know, you don't eat fat or skin or anything like that. I don't like fat like that, on yeah. meat. I don't like skin on meat. Right. I like, you know, boneless, skinless chicken breast. Right. And, and that's about you know, it. really lean beef if I eat any beef at all. And right. So anyway, <laughs> it, it would be the way I would prefer it if I was going to eat it anyway. And I didn't realize that, especially at that time, um, that was a big issue for you. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I, I don't know. You calmed down and we stayed married. And, sure. You know, I mean, it wasn't that end of the world but boy at that night i wondered if it was gonna be <laughs> chicken skin chicken skin <laughs> spitting and chicken skin okay yeah. so but what, i guess for t- from telling these stories what we want to get across to everybody is that love is a choice there are times you're going to annoy each other there's going to be mm-hmm. things that you just don't like about each other mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that you don't love one another it just means that you got to work through some issues mm-hmm. and uh the other thing I wanted to get across too, and I think would be interesting to talk about is, did you think you could change me or did you think I thought I could change you or did we try to change each other? You know, I think our first year of marriage, I um, I had a pretty bad perspective on that, really. Um, you were extremely talented mm-hmm. and um, one mistake I had made in our first year of marriage is I thought, well... You know, here I'm married to this wonderful musician and songwriter and singer and geeky guy and very talented writing and um, DJing and all that stuff. And I felt like maybe it was part of my job to keep you humble and not compliment you and not that didn't work encourage very well. you. And um, well, you know why that didn't work very well is because people that are talented and gifted like that, they we really are insecure on the inside. Mm-hmm. We're like everybody else. We just happen to be pushed through it so we can do it in front of people. Mm-hmm. But really, honestly, we second guess ourselves yeah. a lot. I mean, maybe maybe if you're listening right now, maybe if you're talented and gifted in, in areas like that, maybe you're not insecure, but I certainly well, am we, and was. We went to some post-marriage counseling our first year mm-hmm. of marriage. That was it, a good thing to do, It was really a good thing because I didn't realize that I was hurting our marriage and hurting you by not affirming you in the things that you were good at and yeah. encouraging you. Yeah. Um, that that really um had the opposite effect because you felt like it made you more insecure. Yes. And um and I don't know if I'm, you know, a hundred percent good at this now, but oh, I, you're f- I try fifty to, billion times better at this. I, you, I, I know I'm I'm I feel like you're else. my best cheerleader. Oh no thank for you. real. 
I mean, really, I, honestly, the even the, like <laughs> we've been through some tough stuff in the last few years and min- ministry stuff that we've gone through. And one thing I've never doubted is that you love me and you, mm-hmm. you know what I can do. You know who I am and yeah. you, and whenever I do anything that, that, um, is creative or something mm-hmm. like that, even if it's not really down your alley, you still, you still make it a point to say, that was really cool. I really like the way you did that. I may not like the style of it, but I liked what you did. <laughs> Which sometimes happens because, you know, yeah. uh, you and I are, are quite different in our tastes. But I could say, you know, that was really well produced or, yeah. or I like the lyrics to well, that, and even I think that's if a, it was louder or yeah. more obnoxious. One of the things that I tell people all the time when I do marriage counseling for folks that I'm going to do the marriage for um, I always tell them, you know, no matter what, you're always going to have each other and your faith in God. Those mm-hmm. are the two things you have in common. So you might as well work those things out. Yeah. And and that's really true over the years. Even when we've gone through some really tough times, friendship-wise and with other various things, job-wise, stuff happening in our lives, uh, family-wise, we've always uh, stuck together. And that has been mm-hmm. really, really important. And I think that's to be there for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people all the time, it's so nice I can go home at night and I know... Amy's going to be there for me. You can say the same thing. Rick's going to mm-hmm. be there for me. And we, uh, you know, I don't think we've ever separated to a point where I've stayed overnight somewhere yeah, you know, and, angry or anything and, like um, that. And I don't know that we've ever spent a night, a whole night on the couch or anything apart either. We have for like if we were sick and one of us is coughing. Coughing and we don't want to wake the other one up. Yeah. Out of, out of courtesy or we were up with a colicky baby or something. But yeah. when, one thing um, that I thought of earlier today too is, I was cooking out at a church camp one time, and there is an elderly woman there that had been married, like, forever. Yeah. 50 or 60 years, and I think she got married really young as a teenager, and and um, she'd been married a real long time, and I think it was either right before or right after we got married, and I asked her, so what's your secret for being married so long? And she said, well... We do what the Bible says, and we never go to bed angry. We don't. I can't say I've never done that. Well, I can't say I haven't either, but but I think for the most part, we try to keep short lists. And Except we for that one time that you uh, went out on me with a Romulan. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I... I... <laughs> And there's a reason why I'm laughing because I never went out with him on anybody, not even no, a we've Romulan. Been, we've been faithful to one another, but I had a dream one night and I have Star Trek dreams. I know. I know. I'm a geek. But I had a Star Trek dream and I went into this one uh, Starfleet place and there was Amy with a Romulan having drinks and being real friendly with him. And, and wasn't, I woke I, wasn't I looking like Jane Seymour from Medicine Quinn, I don't Doctor rem- Woman or whatever? I don't doctor. remember. All I know is that I, I, I was said- ticked all morning at you. And that was, for a week we talked about that because I was so yeah. mad that you'd go out with a Romulan. <laughs> and I remember, I think, I remember, we the time, I remember the time you told me about it and you were so you were so upset at me. The and you dream said, was so real. And you said, you were Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, and you were dressed like her, and then you were you were dating a Romulan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going, what? And, and it's funny because some friends of ours used to describe us that way, that they would joke around and say, you guys are like Little House in the Prairie meets Star Trek, yeah. because I'm kind of... Down to earth, homeschooling, gardening, yeah. I love flower, you know. Mr. Techie, beam me up. Yeah. <laughs> Rock musician, yeah. Yeah, so. Well, anyway. It's, it's Those funny. are funny. I don't know if, you know, if you've been married for any time at all, sometimes you can wake up with a weird dream and then I think he <laughs> not must be have, mad at each he other. He must have snuck and had pizza before bed. I think <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> I'm not sure what it was, but it was pretty funny. Yeah. Okay, so we okay, so we talked about the love part and basically what we wanted to get across was that love is a decision. Mm-hmm. It's not always a feeling. Sometimes you're not gonna feel like gooey la la land or I'm in love with you. Even though those feelings mm-hmm. are there, it's you know, you live with somebody and you're gonna get to know them, you're gonna get to know the bad parts of them as well as the good parts of them and, and love is a choice. You be you choose to look over some of the things that maybe annoy you about a person. As long as you are a commitment to them, that will keep you through the rough times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Okay. So now we're going to move on to the subject I get all embarrassed about talking about. And you don't think I get embarrassed talking no, about No. You it? can talk about this much easier than I can. You think so? Yeah. Let's huh. talk about sex. <laughs> I She laughs and giggles. 
Oh, We've been married for 23 sweet. years. You would think you could talk about sex. You know, we, we do have three children. We have three kids, so that means that we've, we've, practiced a lot. we've been together at least three times. <laughs> I don't even going to talk about it. Okay, so I know we have a lot of different um, ages of listeners listening to the podcast today. This is not a PG-13. We're not going to get into any details, but we but let's talk about it for a minute because sex is part of life. We live in a society where sex is is really um used to sell products and mm-hmm. sell you know sell whatever somebody's trying to push at that time and so we're inundated with it at the grocery store on the checkout counters on the magazine covers the tv we watch the movies we watch just society in general is is geared towards sex and really in regards to marriage mm-hmm. i think personally it should be regarded as more love making mm-hmm. than than sex and an older woman that again's been married about 50 years she's in her 80s now she made that comment one time in a meeting we were in that man they used to call it love making and now it's just sex 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 (laughs) (laughs) and you know what it made me think though because that's true and in a biblical sense um they used to use the word no knowing one another they know one another because it was intimate and yeah it's Mm -hmm. intimate and and to the degree that in the Bible, again, um, Jesus uses the relationship of a husband and a wife mm-hmm. to be a representation of his love for people here on earth, that he he wants to have that degree of intimacy, intimacy yeah. and commitment, sure. knowing one another. And, and I think, um, <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to embarrass myself. But when I was about nine years old, my dad. Oh, my gosh. My dad had, You're going to tell the story? had the talk. And uh, the whole world is going to know about the talk. Uh, the birds and the bees. If you don't like it, you can edit it out, dear. Uh. Anyway, my dad gave me the talk. And being a farm girl, we were standing outside the bullpen. And the bull was having his way with one of the heifers. And, um,. I was like the birds and the bees one oh one, everybody. I was like, Oh, okay and and you know, I grew up with it. I didn't really think about it. I guess I knew that that's how the Little bo- baby calves baby were calves. Born. And were my my dad looked at me and goes, Well, that's how babies are made and I was like nine and I go, Oh, gross, Dad, gross <laughs> <laughs> And he said, You know, without love and commitment it's exactly that crude. And I would put an addendum on that Mm -hmm. because without love and commitment, it is crude. But with love and commitment, it can be one of the most beautiful things that God ever made. Yeah. And it can create life. It can create um, intimacy. And and like the Bible says, knowing one another Mm -hmm. in order to have a great sex life, you need great communication yeah it's true and um boy i guess i am i've got the preach on me don't i (laughs) yeah well you know well i mean you're the one that can talk about this without getting embarrassed (laughs) not me i don't know why maybe because i grew up on the farm and saw the bull every day i I guess but but no i think in marriage it doesn't have to be crude like the guy picking up some chick in the bar and acting just like the bull. Yeah. It can be a tender, loving act that um, creates life, creates... Um, well, it's a lot of fun. Creates, and you said you had a hard time talking about it. Well, I, I want... But it creates intimacy and creates really knowing each other. And, sure. Okay, and so... Talking, um, and for men, it helps men open up and... Um, and be able to express themselves a little sure. bit more. Sure. Okay, so let's tell the story about how our our whole... Okay, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this on a podca- podcast that goes around the world and kids are probably listening to, but that's okay. You need to know, you know, good things. You need to hear the good stuff about sex, not all the hype about it and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember our first year of marriage was really difficult for us. Mm-hmm. Now, I enjoyed it, but you didn't. And you you had a little talk with some uh, uh, one of the ladies in our church, mm-hmm. and you expressed, I guess, some dissatisfaction. I didn't even know you were dissatisfied. Well, <clears throat> let me put this in delicate terms. Oh, great! Men are like microwaves, and women are like crockpots. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> okay, so so yeah. so what you did is you talked to somebody. I was really I was mortified. But anyway, we were at church one I'm day. Sorry if that hurt. No, your no, feelings. it was okay because actually it really helped. It I did, tell this to every one of the couples that I that I counseled. I tell I'm, this story. I am glad that because I think you know we're newlyweds. I'm our communication level wasn't what it is now. You know, and right. so. I think I was. You didn't tell me what was. I going wasn't on. You telling were you like. And... Well, this is kind of. Man, I waited my whole life for this. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't fulfilling for you. It wasn't. Yeah. It and the reason. And the that... reason was is I was selfish, but I didn't know that. You were a microwave. Yes, and you were a crockpot. Mm-hmm. So here, this guy takes me aside at church, and a uh, older gentleman takes me aside, a good friend of ours, and he has this talk with me, and I didn't even realize what he was saying at the time. He's like, you know. Just want to talk about your marriage, you know, and we're talking away. And finally he says, Rick, I want to talk to you about, you know, your relationship with Amy. And I said, okay. So we started talking and he, he told me, he goes, you know, over all the years I've been married, and he'd been married for quite a few years then, he said, uh, I've learned a real secret to keeping my wife extremely happy. And I'm like, okay. And so he shares this story uh, about how he tries to, 100%, even more than 100%, satisfy his wife and make her the happiest woman on the planet in not just uh, chores around the house, not just other things, but in their sex life as well. And I'm like, uh, gee whiz, Don, this is a little bit, um, you know, this is a little bit embarrassing. What are you talking to me about this for? And so he's he's being real subtle about the whole thing. But But the gist of his conversation was, if you will... Try and make it your goal to satisfy your wife with everything you can do. Then you will be the happiest man on the planet because she will return the favor. That's what he was trying to say. And, so that was a little embarrassing, but I didn't understand. And so I remember thinking about that. And two or three days later, I thought, oh, my gosh, I think he just rebuked me. I think he just told me I wasn't very patient or something. And it it got through to me. And what, what without going into details, because that would be too embarrassing, was the talk effective? Yeah. Again, it it was about patience, communication, and communication, and um, you know, I was kind of embarrassed that I said something to this this older woman in church. But you know, it's it's not the most important part of marriage, but it is a important part of marriage, especially sure. if you ever want to have children or sure. you want. To, well, you have to be able to do that if you're going to have kids, or you want to have um. You know, just it's an important part of your communication and your yeah. your love life. Together. Again, it's the thing you have in common. You know, you have, yeah, yeah. It's one of the things you have in common. Yeah. And, um, and it helps you know keep you warm in the evenings. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's that's, cold out. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hubba hubba. Oh no. <laughs> okay, so let's go so, on. Well, okay, so so that is really a secret though to a great marriage is to have communication and and for us guys to have some patience don't be such microwaves and remember that mm-hmm. our wives are like crock pots it takes them a while to warm up but once they're warm mm-hmm. boy they can cook <laughs> okay did i say that <laughs> i said it right oh, mercy. no i don't think that's a bad thing to talk about though i think that's important for well, people to hear yeah um you know and I'm not exactly sure what I was going to say. <laughs> That's but, okay. But, but I mean, it's it basically mutual respect and communicating yeah. with, with one another what each person likes and doesn't like. And and, and, and and I would say respecting people's boundaries. Sure. Um, You know, one person may prefer something and the other person another thing. And if someone's uncomfortable with something, do not push them. Yeah. That, that's really important yeah. um, to be considerate and gentle and kind. And, yeah. And that's what intimacy is all about. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've talked about love being mm-hmm. a commitment and working through the feelings of that. We've talked about sex being patient and communicating. Now let's talk about war. How do we okay. how did we handle arguments differently now than when we were first married? What would you say the biggest difference is when we get in mm-hmm. conflict? War. Well, um, I don't really see you getting in the car and peeling off as much. Um, That'd be peeling out. Peeling, peeling out. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, you know, one thing that I've um, been thankful for is um, you've never screamed at me like 
yelling cuss words at me and calling me names and you've never hit me or pushed me stuff like that um, you 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 tossed me over one time but i wasn't fighting yeah we were just having fun and she was showing me her karate moves and- i had taken taekwondo and i i flattened him and he told me don't ever do that again. And I, hey, that was over. You've that never was done that again. That's right. Three years ago, and I she's never, never done, that, done again. that again. I've respected your boundary in that area. You no don't want taekwondo me to use on taekwondo. Rick. Taekwondo. Um, <laughs> um, Snatch the rice paper from my hand. Okay. I, you know, I think for the most part, if you have a disagreement, you need to fight fair, and that means um, not to call each other names, mm-hmm. not to say. You we don't always... we don't make fun of each other or put each other down. Once in a while I'll make fun of you and you tell me. Yeah, if you get That's like our dog a, test by the way, barking. If you get like a cynical thing or you're being um you know dorky to me or something, I will let you know. I didn't like the way you said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so um you know, sometimes people are just joking around and they don't realize that that could be hurtful. One thing that we had um watched a video series on one time was and we haven't really talked this way in a while but you know i've just gotten pretty good about saying i don't like the way you said that yeah (laughs) but but another way if you don't feel comfortable being that much in each other's face you there's this technique we learned about years ago about Mm -hmm. um speaker listener well the one i'm thinking about is like if someone says something that kind of hurts your feelings word pictures and it's yeah and it's Mm -hmm. not it's not like a real big deal. You can say, man, you just hit me with a grape. Or you just hit me with a cantaloupe. Or you just hit me with a, a watermelon. watermelon. <laughs> and then when you, you know, when, you, when you start throwing watermelons, you know, that visual stops you and go, you know, that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. You just like really, you know, if you get a watermelon in the gut, you're going to have your, you know, some ribs broken and the air well, knocked you, out of you. You know, I think one of the things that I've learned in the, in the past few years now going through uh, counseling is I found that I, I tended to take my emotions and judge them right or wrong. And mm-hmm. then I would get frustrated if I had negative emotions. I would I would judge myself as a bad person and I'd stuff that. And then I would just blow up about stupid things with mm-hmm. my family and with you. And I didn't tell you what I was feeling, why I felt that way. I would just blow up and be mad and be angry and yell. Mm-hmm. And that didn't do anything good for our relationship. No. So what I've learned, or I'm learning still, because I think we're all learning these kind of things. Wow, is there a helicopter going over? I think so. That's I think, cool, man. I think that, that that... Well, no, now, okay, just let me explain real quick, though. Now what I do is I'll try to express, here's how I'm feeling, so I diffuse it before it becomes mm-hmm. a problem. That's really loud. Yeah, must be right overhead. But, yeah, I think that that's really helpful to say... It's the podcast police. They're coming the to take us away. <laughs> they must have known our topic today. We're talking about sex. Um, oh no, we're talking about <laughs> war now. We're talking about war. Um, well, that's appropriate. Helicopters, war. Mm-hmm. Good sound effect there, dear. I guess so. Thank you very much. Um, but I, th- I think that you can, um, you know, you can diffuse a lot by just saying, "Man, this this really has upset me. This particular situation, or this, um, you know, and talk about your feelings." And instead of yelling about them, just speak them out. Boy, I'm really angry about this. Or, man, that really hurt. Or, or I'm just frustrated about this particular thing, yeah, and I just I'm need frust- to tell you that. I'm frustrated because the computer so you, won't so, work yeah, the so you, time uh, Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, most of the time that's what's going on is something not even related to, mm-hmm. to my family. It's usually something else, and then I just take it out on people that are close to us. And we do that a lot. I think a lot of people do that. And I notice, like... So to identify it, yeah. communicate it. And then try to resolve it. And if if perhaps you're not doing the best job at communicating it that day, or I'm not, um, one thing I've done with you is if you're acting a little grumpy or frustrated, I'll say, is this something that has to do with me or something else going on? Right. <laughs> and, you know, 99% of the time it's, well, you'll say, well, I'm frustrated about the server not working or, right, the, right. you know, something that. You know, and we have things. Or the in guys life. on the forum are making fun of me. And <laughs> but there's things in life that will be frustrating. That was a that joke. Aren't you guys don't right. ever make fun of me. Well, you do, but, but you know, there meds. Are... You do a lot. I'll, <laughs> I'll talk to you later about your phony accents. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so okay. So out of this whole talk, 
our goal has been to to talk about um make a decision and a choice to love one another mm-hmm. and and if you're single out there and you're listening you know this is there's really good stuff to take notes on because you will someday when you're in that relationship you're going to want to know this stuff if you're married this is just awesome stuff to review mm-hmm. you know so the first thing that we really wanted to get across was love is a commitment and a mm-hmm. commitment you have the choice to break that commitment or not and we're just urging everybody to stay true to the commitment you have to love one another Mm-hmm. To love your spouse, to love that person you're in the relationship with. The second thing, sex. Sex is a is a beautiful thing. It shouldn't be yucky and gross, and, and it shouldn't be where you use each other. It should be a, a beautiful act of intimacy between a couple, and and it should be something that is is good, not something that's bad. Mm-hmm. And to communicate, and yeah. to be patient with one another. Mm-hmm. Guys and girls are different, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. And then the third third thing we wanted to really emphasize out of this whole thing is that, uh, again, um, express your feelings to one another so that you don't have huge arguments and you're not in war all the time because that'll, that'll sink a marriage and a relationship quicker than anything else, conflict. Mm-hmm. And there are things you can do to reduce conflict, like communicate with one another, share your feelings, work those things out, and try not to go to bed mad at each other. Mm-hmm. Those are good things. They are good things. Yeah. So um, thanks for being on the podcast. It was really fun to have you. The last three or so episodes has been really fun. But I think it would be really cool if we could pray maybe for um, couples that are out there, maybe Mm -hmm. for the single folks too that are listening, and maybe we could say a quick word of prayer for them and and end the program that way. What do you say? Sure. Do you want me to pray? Um, Why don't you start? You can start out and pray pray for the ladies. I'll pray for the guys. How's that sound? Okay. Father God, we come to you and we pray for the women listening to this podcast, and I pray... Lord, that you will give them discernment, Lord, and understanding about um, how, if they're married, Lord, to help meet their husband's needs, and um, how also, Lord, to be able to speak in a language that he can understand, whether it's giving him a word picture or, um, you know, asking him if his voice is at um, a louder level than she'd like. You know, just being able to communicate with them and ask them what's going on. I just pray, Lord, that you will help with communication, help us to fight fair and discuss things in a loving way. And I pray um, just for uh, understanding about what commitment is, what love is, what intimacy is. And Lord, if if there's a, a woman out there that has chosen to remain single, I just pray that you will help her um, with that choice, Lord, to make good, healthy choices for her life, um, to stay um, stay in a good relationship with you and have healthy relationships with others. I ask this in Jesus' name. And Father, I, I lift up all the guys that are listening today, um, especially the married guys right now, and I pray, God, you give them a lot of understanding and grace and wisdom, Lord, in their relationship with their wife. Uh, Lord, that you would help them to be good communicators, that you would uh, open up the doors for them to be patient and help them, Lord, to uh, just be like a knight in shining armor and and really um, be a a man that would communicate and be patient uh, with their wife. And and also, Lord, I pray that uh, you would help um, every single one of the guys to be able to identify their feelings and to be able to communicate that honestly with their spouse. And, and I also pray, Lord, for all the guys out there that are single that are listening, that you would prepare their heart for the woman that they're supposed to marry, that you would just open up some doors for them, Lord, that they might be able to um, find that right person and then treat them with respect and not just put on a, a show or, a, or a, a facade just to win them and then treat them horribly. But, Lord, I pray that you would just give them integrity and character and, and give them a lot of grace, Lord. And, and, Lord, we all know that we make mistakes and you forgive us and we so appreciate that. And we just thank you. I just thank you, God, for all the guys out there. Bless them, help them, and give us strength, God, as men, to be the men that you've called us to be. And finally, Lord, I just pray for everybody listening to the podcast today that you'd bless them, you'd help us all in the area of relationships, that we would be the people you've called us to be, that we'd be kind to one another, and we'd really make a difference and, and be good people, Lord. And we just we give you praise and we give you thanks for all that you're doing in our lives now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Amy. You're welcome, dear.
Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Lots of fun, lots of exciting things, and I'm just glad I've been married for 20, almost 23 years, and uh, I'm a blessed man to have Amy um, as my wife. She's very, very cool. So we'd love your feedback. Would you give us a, an email? Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. That's Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. Or visit our website, TakeHimWithYou.com, and uh, leave a comment or interact with us a little bit. We'd love to hear from you. It would be very, very cool. Check out our newsletter. Just go to TakeHimWithYou.com and click on newsletter and subscribe. We'd love to send you some encouragement every Monday morning. All right. And next week we are going to be talking about That's a Relief all about how to relieve anxiety in our lives and what Jesus has to say about it. That should be interesting, don't you think? Join us, please, won't you? And don't ever forget to take him with you. Take Him With You is a production of Moyer Multimedia, LLC. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved. Is the pizza almost done? She's checking it right now. Catherine's checking her pizza. I'm hungry. <laughs>